0: only yesterday. Um, I'm Tony and today we've got an ultra special guest, bro. Who are you? <laughs> Matthew Shoney. Matthew Shoney. Yo, and today we're going to be discussing historical trauma, aka generational trauma. Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be thick. You know what I'm saying just want to make sure we do this this topic justice. Um, so our sources for today is um, the section trauma and the resource guide to the trauma-informed human services by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Um, We've got the impact of historical trauma on health outcomes for indigenous populations of the USA and Canada, a systematic review by Joseph P. Gaughan, Andrew Palmerville, et al., from the University of Michigan and the other universities that helped publish it. We've also got Rethinking Historical Trauma by Lawrence K. Lawrence J. Kimayer I think. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce that. Um, Joseph P. Gone, et al., um, from the Institute of Community and Family Psychiatry. So, first off, let's uh, define what historical trauma is. Yeah. So, historical trauma is multi-generational trauma experienced by a specific cultural, racial, or ethnic group. It is related to major events that oppressed a particular group of people because of their status as oppressed. Okay. Some people may experience poor overall physical or behavioral health, um, low self-esteem, depression, um, sometimes self-destructive behavior, uh, potential substance use, misuse, or addiction, um, high rates of suicide, among other things. Um, However many in such a group will experience no effects of historical trauma. So essentially, in the most broken down layman's terms, it's trauma that's been passed down through generations due to historical oppression of a particular group of individuals. So a light example would be being told as a minority in the U.S. to go back to where you came from, despite being a natural born citizen in the U.S., um, And a more prominent slash modern example would be treatment of Afghani refugees, like regarding the uh, recent crisis. So there's more examples of it. And we're going to dive a little bit into those. So the first one I really wanted to get into was um, colonization and treatment of indigenous peoples, because there's definitely some historical trauma there. So if you want to fuck it, you've got the floor, bro. Tell me your story.
1: I really appreciate you reaching out to me. I mean, high school buds and... We play online. You're a good bro, man. Thanks, man. And um, but this this topic is so is so important to me, man. Um, um so my family, it's it's hard to even say where my family's from. I mean, we're we done the test, you know, ninety five percent Native American, one mm-hmm. percent Spanish, one percent Italian. You know, low numbers in that area, but ninety five. You know, yeah. so proud of that. But when you look at our records, man, uh, my last name's Shoney, and it only goes back one generation mm-hmm. because our records are so lost. There's um, there's no, you know, it's not saying we're bad at keeping records. It's just, you know, shit's, you know, obviously been erased.
0: Yeah. Like it's been erased and, you know, shit only goes back so far. That, yeah. That sucks. And the only clipping
1: that I have from my grandpa was some boxing record. Um, he was in a, he was a boxer, and he was, uh, he was gonna go make a match, and it said Jimmy Shoney. Um, so that was like my grandpa. But after that, like his father, you know, we don't, I don't know much about that. Mm. You know, it's something that I can't just exactly look up. And uh, as a young, young Amer- Amer- American, it's kind of hard to take in. We um because I was always told um some families can go back it's literally on paper in front of them that they can go back generations, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. But for for us it's been erased.
0: Oh absolutely. And I mean I feel the same way and another example of it is slavery. Um so we were doing what uh, shout out to baby son you can hear him in the background if you can't you, you'll probably hear him but that's okay he he, a little grumpy but um anyways uh so slavery right like we were doing the ancestry like uh family tree type thing and it only goes back so far right and so i'm hearing you know people say oh in the fucking 1600s my great 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 grandpa was doing this and was a fucking pilot and these these types of things and i'm like That's great. I wish I could figure that shit out, bro. Like, (laughs) and so, and I think it's done, I think, well, I mean, at the time, you know, it was done deliberately, right? To say, hey, we're going to erase, or rather, we're going to make it difficult for you to speak your native language, or because we're going to make you fucking speak the Queen's English, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, man, like,
1: I always... You know, growing up, you've read the same history books as I did, you know, and at the end of all that learning, we were taught that America's great and um, the colonization happened and it was probably for the best, you Mm -hmm. know, for America, you know, the strongest superpower right now. And, of course, we bask in freedom. We, in fact, we choke on it, you know? Mm, absolutely, bro. <laughs> if, we, if one thing's taken away from us, we will get upset, you know? Mm-hmm. And I am a part of that, to be honest, you know? Um, but in a way, I do wonder what it'd be like if, if um, let's say, Native Americans won the battle, the fight. You know, mm. we're all able to hold off, you yeah. know? And it's, it's very interesting to, like, if, if it was up to the colonization, colonizers, mm-hmm. they would have taken over everywhere, you know. But, like, China, they held off. Um, a lot of south, um, southern, eastern, uh, Pacific areas, they held off. Right, right. But some places, you know, totally lost. Like, North America, South America, all you know. Mm-hmm. It was just... It was just the diseases that was the ultimate weapon that they realized
0: could right. take out. And that's that's something that I wanted to touch on just because a lot of people, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, that was just, you know, that was the mindset of the time, right? Like people are like, oh, we were freaking colonizing is a grand new world we're exploring all these other things but they failed to like in that very same breath they failed to acknowledge the greatness that was happening like within the native communities within themselves mm-hmm. right like they're you know working with each other sometimes some tribes like working with each other some you know not working with each other just like in fucking european cultures right like people sometimes work together sometimes they don't like and they all have their own you know sophistication within you know their realm like to for just the sake of example, like monotheism. We come over and say, Hey, you must believe in this one Jesus, right? Rather mm-hmm. than saying, Okay, well tell me about the multiple deities within your, you know, belief systems. And so I think it's it's unfortunate that such history and such um I'll say such potent humanity mm-hmm. was destroyed. You know what I mean? Um, and so another example is, you know, the Holocaust. Um We've got forced migration. We've got the Japanese internment camps, right? Like all these different examples of historical trauma. And so yeah, we definitely, as a community, uh, we need to work with each other at the very least, <clears throat> be willing to speak with one another and have a dialogue and be like, okay, so this is where we got, this is where we got to from where we were, quote unquote, yesterday, right? Um, how can we make things better? Right. Mm-hmm. um but yeah and do you have any any more examples of historical trauma you wanted to drop in because i'm telling you bro we got plenty of shit to talk about
1: no for sure man and it's 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 very easy to play the who suffered more game you mm. know it's just literally i mean um our neighbors our our brothers That's how Native people live, man. Like, we weren't exactly races in there. You know, you were just a different tribe Mm -hmm. or you were um, someone who lived a neighbor, you know, on the other side of the continent. We weren't exactly separated. Right. But we were definitely identified differently. And it's funny to think, like, how racism has come to a big, big thing these days because in native people yes we did like um hunt and kill each other over survival needs Mm -hmm. um and but that's that's kind of understandable but nowadays it's over just because you're different you Mm -hmm. know yeah and it's almost not even about survival it's almost nowadays like it can be considered sickening
0: Mm. for sure like When we're talking about, you know, resources, right, I I need this particular resource so that my group of people can maintain so we can sustain so we can so we can be able to fucking do a big this group over here hating on us. They say, oh, fuck us because we whack, and they want our resources. Like if it comes down to absolute survival, understandable, like I I can understand that. And so when we discuss like when you're saying people are just nowadays racist just fucking because like. They don't take into account the historical trauma that that brought that person there in the first fucking place. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so there was just there was an example the other day. I don't mean to like cut you off, but I mean I want okay. In Cedar City, there was kids who was doing like blackface. For, it was for Halloween, you know. They're like all hella dressed up in black, doing all I this. i guys fu- seen something on that? Yeah, yeah. You saw this video, and so it's like. Embarrassing Embarrassing, bro And so people are They want to say Oh, it's freedom, freedom of expression They're just kids They want to, you know Make jokes or whatever mm-hmm. But they fail to take into account Or what would be even more dangerous Is if they actively did Take into account The historical and generational trauma And chose to do that shit anyway Like, that's despicable That's the sickening part to me I agree for sure um, You know, I'm sorry I, I just A little tangent there, bro Because it's, it's something That needs to be said for sure
1: it's definitely you know the winners in the in the in the conquest you know Mm -hmm. the winners take take all you know everyone knows that type of shit so and of course today i like i recently just met the most beautiful fucking woman of my fucking life you know (laughs) and she happens to be full-on white you know okay but she appreciates my my heritage and you know, and the fact that's why we even, like, she likes Native guys. So, like, that's of awesome. course, I'm, you know, it brought me in right away. And it's kind of funny because, like, in, in the back of my mind, in fact, I even have some Native friends who like, um, girls, in fact, who, you know, why can't you be with an, a Native woman? Mm-hmm. Even my parents are kind of old school, you know? Why, right, why right. don't you be with a Native woman? But, you know, I don't hold any resentment to people today because honestly they didn't have exactly anything to do with it but from when i see people like that on the internet doing shit like that it's like not even it's full-on disrespectful and if i was the winners i wouldn't be doing like shit like that you know that's Right. That's just totally on them. You yeah, and know? I
0: think that comes from the perspective that you have, right? Like, seeing that type of shit happen and then being like, yeah, it happened to me. I don't want it to happen to anyone else, Like, so I'm not going to perpetuate that shit. Mm-hmm. And so I, I agree with you 100%. And so another thing that I agree with you on is, you know, people alive today, because this is another talking point that I hear a lot, is people alive today had nothing to do with, like, slavery and colonization and all that shit that happened however many years ago. Absolutely right. 100% not knocking you. But that doesn't mean that we can't learn from what happened however many years ago. That doesn't mean we can't sit down and have a discussion about, okay, well, this is why I think it's wrong for you to be doing blackface. Like, why I think it's wrong for you to be, like, dressed up in, like, d- like sacred native tribal regalia on Halloween. Like, mm-hmm. on certain things, like, okay, okay, you want to dress up as a costume? Okay, cool. Costumes, okay, whatever. But I mean, like, at least have the decency to learn about what it is that you're about to be doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad that you said that thing about your parents as well, because that brings us to our next subject, Um, trauma with parents and beyond. And so uh, parents' experience of trauma may disrupt typical parenting skills and contribute to behavioral problems in children, compounding this familial or intergenerational trauma. Historical trauma often involves the additional challenge of a damaged cultural identity as well. And so, yeah, I wanted to ask if, so, regarding any historical trauma, right, like, now, how that affects your parents, right? Like, have you seen any, like, effects of that through your parents?
1: So, my parents are definitely what you call Old school. Old school, right. My mom's <laughs> you know, old school as well, man. Yeah, everyone, I, I think majority of people can relate to that. Mm. And my parents, man, t- to hear the general, uh, generation difference is almost like it's so compelling. My mother, um, she grew up in the same area that I did. However, it was a different time. So for Native Americans in that time, it was common for them to be put in boarding schools, Mm -hmm. not in public schools, not no fancy school, boarding schools. Assimilation schools. Yes. Mm -hmm. Almost kind of like... And even though she's very well educated today, it's not exactly she didn't get the best education growing up. And like thinking about that is... It's very hard to, like, of course, she's accomplished so much today, and I'm very proud of them. Mm-hmm. And my father, the same thing. They were put in boarding schools almost, almost for their own benefit because hmm. they kind of, where my parents kind of grew up from on the reservation, it's a sovereign land, you know. Of course, not exactly fu- uh, federal funding. It, uh, any funding that comes from anywhere is going to be state. Mm. So they're literally getting the bare minimum. You know, yeah. In the nineties, when I grew up on the reservation, uh, we had to go to the watering hole to get our good water. Mm. Um, we had outhouses. We didn't have indoor plumbing. You know. Yeah, yeah. We had uh, heat, uh, oven heaters. You know, so shit that we take for granted today you know here in the city um it's it was very different at that time and so my parents they grew up you know when like the that joke you hear about when my parents go to when they they talk about going to school it's this long fucking trek you know (laughs) 20 miles you know near-death experiences along the way you Mm know all that right that that was honestly my parents you know, yeah. um, that was almost true because just to just to be in that area on the reservation, it's very secluded. Very, you know, your, na- your nearest neighbor in each direction is almost five miles. Oh wow! Yeah, and the the nearest uh, paved concrete road is like you know, and like within three miles. So wow! Yeah. Um, one day I I don't know I'm not bashing on exactly our council members, but I think there can be a lot more done to to the these basic human needs today on our reservations to where we get our roads, our water, our lighting. Um I know it is in the middle of nowhere and so it is kinda it's very hard and to
0: dog there's no excuse if we can drop bombs across the world in 30 fucking seconds or less my nigga you can you can get my people on the reservation some fucking like
1: resources stop playing right yeah i i'm surprised that today like some of this stuff is still going on like we just barely got good wi-fi down there
0: Mm. i mean just barely barely. yeah so yeah man it's it's rough and so my parents well i guess i'm going to just like a little bit of my background, like my dad, uh, I'll just say he could have done better as a role model, and uh, I don't want to like get into too much of the trauma without like because you know I have got family listening, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to get into it all that, but I mean he he ended up passing while I was in the air force, so he's not with us anymore. But he's sorry, that's like, nah, fine, bro. It's fucking just the circle of life. Um, so he was born like at the tail end of the civil rights era. <clears throat> And so, I was based on my understanding. Um, his upbringing was a little difficult, um, especially considering you know, being black, also the tail end of civil rights era. So some people are being more progressive in their thoughts. Some people are still holding on to the good old days where racism was great. You know what I mean? So it's uh, it's difficult. And so I also understand that in the home, you know, perhaps his father could have also been a better role model. Um, again, I'm not gonna. Like go out here and bash, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. But what I will say is, me growing up and seeing, you know, my parents how they interact with each other, and then me growing up and then understanding that hey, there was slavery, there was bullshit. There's people who are gonna be racist towards you. There's gonna be you know like people who are thinking they're better than you and all this for no reason other than you know they just don't like you because the color of your skin. Like it's it's kind of hard understanding that and feeling comfortable and safe as a kid just walking around you know what i mean thinking that you know people are wanting to you know they're out to get you and all this stuff so how does the generational trauma like historical trauma how does that affect you personally now we went from your parents how does that affect you man um it's a fucking right
1: right left hook you know Mm -hmm. out of nowhere um in my neighborhood I, I, my first real girlfriend, she was white, and I didn't think nothing of it. You know, mm-hmm. she's great, and but her father, mm-hmm. her father would be considered old school, and um, of course, I was expecting the uh, you're dating my daughter. You know, you better be real. You know, mm-hmm. but when he was when he would talk behind my back about just because of me not being white and um different color and that was kind of like a um, very discouraging you know it's yeah. this is actually happening to me you know I'm not good enough I didn't even get really get a chance <laughs> yeah yeah uh, just because of my skin color and where I'm from
0: right man and that That shit sucks. And I just want to point this out. Like, this isn't to bash, like, white people or anything like that, but to understand that even today, today in 2022, rolling up on 2023, some people still care so heavily about the color of your skin that they will make your existence with their peers uncomfortable. They will make you feel uncomfortable either by jokes or to be like, oh, I wasn't really being serious about that, or to just like outright being an asshole to you. Like, so it, it do be like that sometimes out here. It's not that we're, we're making everything about race. Mm-hmm. It's because we're still fucking dealing with it in 2022. Uh, so be mindful. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're out here, we're trying our best. Right. Like I mentioned, like, you know, the girl who I recently
1: had so much, so much, like, I meant, with inspiration and she's so great You know, she's white And, you know, I love her family And, you know, everything's great You know, I, I not even Racing is not even an issue You exactly. know? It's just, you know These times that I've dealt with You know, and I still remember it to this day I mean, there's
0: been plenty of girlfriends Back then, but I still remember That mm-hmm. incident Yeah, yeah it, And it'd be like that for some people so if anyone's out here trying to tell you that we're not racist anymore, we still deal with it. But uh, granted, we've made strides. People are being awesome. People are being progressive in their thought, being more understanding, being more, you know, accommodating. And we love them for that. Thank you. So why is this important? Um this is important for a multitude of reasons but uh for me um it's important one because I work with adolescents in the field who are from various backgrounds and so I need to be at least slightly familiar with some of the different sources of historical trauma um it's both beneficial for my practice and for the clients that I work with so I'm not like unnecessarily disrespecting them on something that I didn't know anything about you know what I mean Mm. um why do you think it's important that we talk about historical trauma definitely
1: important not to point out who you know who's um, you know bashing another race it's, it's definitely not you know that's very important even though there is the <laughs> the first ones that come into mind hmm. um, it's definitely important because obviously we all know who the victors are
0: hmm. you know The ones with billions and billions and billions of dollars and multiple, multi-millions acres of land. Yes, which was once Mexicos and natives. You know, and so I—oh, my God. Okay, just—I just want to say for the sake of example, okay, again, not bashing anyone, but if we subscribe to the notion that the Protestant ethic, the— the westward expansion was God's will. Was, you know, God's gift to you know, the, the newcomers on this land. Then we are also acknowledging that it was God's will that all these people be slaughtered. Like, just hold that in your mind for a second. Like, that's it's hard for me to to justify, right? But yeah, sorry.
1: I just when when you mentioned with the with your wife just a minute ago, like how lucky you are and the stars align planets align you know, you know you're know, you in this conscience body where you met this person you know you're very lucky you know mm-hmm. that made me I also think about that thinking about you know at the time when we lost the, and, and millions of my people were killed like it was supposed to happen you know like in a in the most grueling way for me that was supposed to happen you know and of course nothing can change it and it's hard to you know of course swallow and everything but i i often think you know i met so many great people today like i probably wouldn't have even met you you know i probably wouldn't have met this this great girl i met recently and all my friends today if it wasn't for what happened Mm -hmm. and in another universe or multiverse I would um still be on the plains of North America hunting some buffalo and you know yep. learning teaching my my sons how to bow and arrow and disease free yeah. which is <laughs> <you> <laughs> know, a big one right you know and
0: i often i often think about that for you know kind of like a fantasy kind of thing mm-hmm. You know and that's a it's a really interesting perspective because um, i had literally never thought about it that way until just now um and again i I still have my reservations on but i mean I understand that in order i'll I'll just say like just for the sake of example right um in order for people in the u s to take the natives' lives and history and stories so seriously perhaps you know like perhaps like you said like that's something that needed to happen for us to acknowledge like how truly important this group these groups of people are um or it could be for any other multitude of cosmic reasons that the universe has decided um yeah, and so since trauma-related events have occurred in the context of social provision, it's also important to be mindful of the potential lack of trust in the government-funded sorf- <laughs> trust in government-funded services um, in research and in medical and mental health care. Uh, so to build trust, providers need to be respectful, cognizant of different reactions to traumatic events within communities, and focus on community strengths and resilience. With the understanding that all communities are unique and with distinct cultural norms and belief systems, human service personnel are in a good position to support members of the community with whom they're working. So essentially rebuilding communities by saying, hey, like, and that that's something that I, I put this in here because I really wanted to talk about it for a sec. Um, when we talk about saying, hey, like, um, we're just moving Community is just a little bit further west, guys. Don't even worry about it. Oh, here, here's these blankets. You know what I mean? Here, here, it'll keep you nice and warm at night. And so, do you like? That's the type of shit that will instill distrust in the government and these services, right? And so, just I, I think again, it's really important to rebuild communities. But just on the, touching on that for a sec, like, do you th- do you find it difficult to, you know, have faith in government institutions or? Um, things like this, medical and mental health care? These days,
1: it is very hard to um, trust that the government is on our side. Mm. Uh, Today, growing up where we grew up, the LDS community, they were very, very, um, weirdly enough, like when I'd be in church or growing up in church, um, they were very nice to us, Mm -hmm. you know, like they were just very nice i'll be honest you know and but when i found out why they were nice to us they're in the stories of the lds natives are from israel or the lost tribes Mm -hmm. from israel yeah and so we we fall apart we are in that their story but there's a something along the lines of being god punishing us Mm -hmm. and making our skin different making our lives different and yeah so when i read that part as a young person i didn't i don't understand that because that's not what i was told (laughs) (laughs) from my parents you know and i honestly didn't believe it i i right away i did not believe it and you know and now that i'm older there's definitely no there's definitely nothing that uh, provides exact evidence for that, right. so the fact that they were just nice to us because of um we were on their stories, and it made me not and i but I saw the good side of them, I saw the good side of them like, you know they were definitely nice to us, and you know it wasn't, but when I saw that they why they were nice to us, it made me think different of them, but i still they were still friends almost right, and so. That, of course, made me have trust issues with them, you know?
0: Right, justifiably so.
1: Right. Like, they were good people, but they have weird, weird beliefs, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's almost even hard to say, like, they're wrong, you know? Like, because I don't want them to upset them, you know? Right. But government-wise, though, I don't get why, like, um, why don't we get the, fed- the funding that we that um that other people get you know like right again the examples that i mentioned before it's it's still going on today i mentioned the 90s but it's still going on today we don't just get good funding and we got um council members who are supposed to handle this today but i it's very hard to imagine that even today our native politicians are, can be corrupt as, just as regular
0: corrupt politicians. Mm -hmm. That's a really good perspective too. I mean, I didn't, I don't want to, I don't want to speak too much on the council members, you know, because I'm literally an outsider, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's an interesting perspective, you know, like we're doing what we can and we're, hey, we're trying to reach out to, you know, our chain of command. So instead of, you know, local law enforcement, we're going to reach out to the council and hoping that, you know, on behalf of the Native people, freaking state or federal government will help. Um, And it blows my mind, truthfully, truthfully, the amount of money that we spend on the military, for the sake of example. Like, and I can can understand, okay, wanting to have your nation be the most powerful, have the biggest stick so that no one can come through and fuck with you. Okay, cool, great, whatever. Um, We have that funding in spades. Like, we can give at least... The three, percent of that to, you know, the reservations in the Native communities to be like, okay, let's get, you know, these resources, you know, let's get these resources to the people, you know, they, they fucking need them. Um, but I don't get paid enough to make that fucking decision. I just have to fucking, like, sit here and talk about it. So here we are. <laughs> um, and so... Politically, the construct of um, historical trauma was used to advance legal claims for compensation in Canada for the wrongs perpetuated by the agents of the church and state through the residential schools and policy through forced or policies of forced assimilations. Um, In that notion, at least, the result has been formal government apology and monetary compensation. This is in Canada. Um, This political recognition has has brought a measure of public acknowledgement and promises to strengthen that awareness um, by building an archive and influencing the education of subsequent generations. I think that shit's incredible. Um, If we are to build an archive and say, okay, let's, you know, let's, Or museums, And like, let's preserve this information. Like, let's let all these communities know about them. And at the very least, like, can we get involved with the Native communities and be like, okay, so if this is an an idea that would be helpful, where would you want to put this, right? Instead of just saying, hey, we're just going to place it here. Good luck, everybody. Like, I think that's uh, how do you how do you think um, governments or politically, you know, that that wound can be mended? how do you how do you how do you do that How would you do it um
1: I don't know if um exactly you you're definitely familiar with today's internet, so I don't know if you've been hearing these recent stories on how in Canada, where they're touching they're shining the light on um boarding schools that my mother and father had to go through, but here in the u s boarding schools that they were put in um some of them that were wiped out because Mm -hmm. like literally children killed and literally buried probably in the backyard and they're shining lights on, you know, um, these, you know, boarding native American people go missing all the time. And so even today, Mm -hmm. and now they're shining lights on these stories about in Canada where, um, boarding schools and certain, um, communities being slaughtered and basically removed out for whatever reason either they wanted the land or they just wanted to (laughs) um i i always wanted to it's very hard to you know swallow this because when you say something along the lines of um where where would i want these um Even though they're just um, internet pages today and this might be a segment on NBC, I honestly don't think anything's really going to change. No one's going to exactly take responsibility. No one's going to say sorry. And we might get a sorry, actually. But no no one's going to take actual responsibility. And exactly today, people, they didn't exactly have anything to do with it. Of course. But... Telling the story is great and everything, but it 's almost not going to change anything and I just wish that i I just wish it would there's so much more that could be done, even though i I don't believe in um, asking for money or you know that kind of stuff, mm. but again, I guess the only thing that could be made up for that today is some some Donations, you know, because even in Canada, reservations, all our housings are the same. Like, mm. uh, everyone has the same house. Okay. Everyone has the same exact acre of land. Um, you know, n- nothing really special. When you go to Draper, and who's got the biggest house? You yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> who's can put up the most Christmas lights, you know? Yeah. And you know i want to see that kind of shit like in our community uh, i guess cuz cause, cause today that's important you know and of course owning land is very important i mean they say like you know god's not going to make any more so and that's very true and we were we had so much but now we're given so less mm-hmm. and we got to hang on to what we got and make it um we got to preserve it as much as possible. And I, I wish there was, there's just so much, there's so much more like that could be done, but it's almost like we're afraid to ask for it because we're now we're gonna get a no. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and let me, let me say, I, I share that, that sentiment. I share that feeling. So um, the whole slavery thing, right? Like, so, you know, slaves, free slaves, were, promised, oh, we're gonna give you 40 acres and a mule, you know, 40 acres of course of native land and a mule but of course none of those things happened um but um i believe the japanese americans were given reparations but if we talk about you know if we talk today about oh hey about can i get that that 40 acres and a mule like what the fuck no none of my people alive today did anything to you so fuck you you're not getting anything um i've we hear that right and so same thing with, you know, the native communities. Unfortunately, unfortunately, okay, like I, I will even say diabolically, we're still hearing the same thing. Like, to hear what you're saying, man, my, my man says, like, in certain areas, you know, in certain places on the reservations, we get, you know, a lot of the same houses. And then in other places on different reservations, right, we get people who are like competing to almost like this, uh, Almost like the Protestant ethic, right? Like, the harder you work, the more money you have, the better off you'll be, the closer you are to God. So let me try to compete with my neighbors to be the most, you know, the the best, the most fucking fancy, the most so on and so forth. Or is it, you know, though I've struggled through so much shit, look at what I've been able to amass. Like, I don't know which—do you—is there, like—is it one of those? Or, like, I don't know. So—
1: we've um, been able to live in a teepee and a hogan for tens of thousands of years. And I, I pride myself along those lines, you know, Hell yeah. like my people were definitely, the lamb provided more than enough, mm-hmm. but that was at a different time. But yeah. today it's, it's very different. It's not like that anymore. And, we, of course, we want the good shit in life, you know of course and and in America, that's what we were promised, and mm. that's what we had to let go of our pride to get that that security. I'll admit having the super America superpower to where almost literally no one can fuck with us. They can at least try, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to have like someone I, the only people we're gonna we know who our enemy is today, but to know that it's not going to be any other person besides that. Exactly. It's somewhat comforting, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for my family, you know, my dad was a welder and I'm going to be following in his footsteps, you know? So,
0: hell yeah, do that shit. Right.
1: And we definitely live, uh, um, how you say average American life,
0: average American life. Okay. Right.
1: But, on the reservations, it's very different, man. Like, some of them are struggling just to even get a, uh, jobs. And even the woman, like, a huge, huge topic today is, but it's almost secretive, um, is missing uh, Native American women. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the hardest thing to talk about in our community. Um, Like some of them go missing and I I imagine it's very scary for them to even go out and try and do regular stuff. Mm -hmm. And for our community, it's very hard to be, it's hard to be successful, I guess, because we we know we can't exactly compete, Mm -hmm. you know. Um yeah 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 definitely. when we talk about who's exactly making the most these days, um natives aren't exactly crazy rich Asians, or you right, know, right. and so we've definitely made our com- made our peace with where we are today. It's just keep getting blows left and right from the government um sex traffickers from- native women um historical or i should say people thinking a headdress on as a halloween costume is you know funny you know um it's just blows like that i guess just discourage us mm. and it's very it's very uh, i guess we just want to live this the so american life but some things like that just stir the pot
0: no, absolutely, and I feel like that's a lot of people who who are in America, right? Like, it's the who want to live the American dream, want to be make your money, get a home, and not be fucked with, basically. And just those those three things can be very difficult, like in general. Um, so, so next we got to fucking break the cycle, yeah. So, what can we do? Um, first, we can just start by uh, recognizing historical trauma. We can say, okay, this is. What it is. This is. These are the times of things that you might be hearing your friends or your peers or someone on the internet talk about. Don't be like. Don't be so close-minded and racist that we dismiss the struggle, the generational struggle of peoples. Like, and that brings me to this uh, colorblind ideology that you hear so much about. Like, okay, well, I, I don't see color. Everyone's the same. Um, Okay, even though I, I can understand that, like, in innately, that's not a bad idea, right? Like, we want to say, okay, I, I think that's great. We see everybody as the same. I can see that. But we failed to take into account everything that that person went through based on their skin tone and their history with that skin tone, right? And so I would like to just be more inclusive and be like, okay, I see you and recognize or I'm wanting to recognize the struggles that you and your generations have gone through so that I can treat you accordingly, right? So I don't say something like, go back to your fucking country, like not knowing that my father worked so hard to get here, ended up getting deported, but I was born here, but you're telling me to go back to my own country though I was born here. You know, it's just like those types of things. We must be, at the very least, um, willing to acknowledge generational trauma. Um, Another thing you can do is examine your own trauma. You know what I mean like talk about or like discuss with your family members so what kinds of things have you gone through um so that you know you you were what kinds of things have you gone through that brought you here today you know what I'm saying like what kinds of things did you hold on to what things were you know beneficial for you what kinds of things were detrimental yeah uh, what do you uh what do you think also can be done like right, to help break that cycle
1: so definitely i like to i like to think of I and mean, Learn about my family's history and native history. Like, you know, that stretch of land where that connects uh, Alaska to Russia? Yep, yep. Um, a lot of people, it's funny. Like, I don't know why people use the phrase, go back to where you came from, because obviously everyone around this area came from here today, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, you can go on and get technical with all that, but. There was a stretch of land where, um, you know, we're talking hundreds of thousands, possibly even longer, where um, a certain Asian group migrated from, to, took that little passageway from Alaska and then down to North America. And then, you know, that's mm-hmm. where my people are, came from. Right. Like uh, in our DNA, it's, it comes up as Mongolian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So an um, Asian descent. So it's definitely a lot to take in. And so we've been here such a long time and of course recently is when things changed. We mm. you know we've gone we've gone we've been on our own and fired for hundreds of thousands of years, you know. We didn't need Wi Fi or tall buildings or, you know, cities and whatnot. Uh, of course all <laughs> um, <on> that bullshit. <laughs> But I guess today I, I'm proud of how diverse, I mean, America is because, like, to hear to hear my Bosnian friends saying, you know, that, um, they grew up in, the, in Bosnia in the 90s. So mm-hmm. not exactly, uh, like, a not, good time, but... Not ideal. <laughs> War time. Yeah, yeah, of course. So they wanted to make the trick. From all the way there to here in Utah where you know, right where there are my neighbors, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course I'm 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 from here so I didn't have to go far, you know. <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> Man says I was already here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um so I I feel so lucky to be able to have all these people today come in from all sorts of parts of the planet and you know hear their stories and in fact um, there's one girl she's from africa and that i used to work with and she of course told me all about what's going on over there why she fled mm-hmm. and she's this four foot four almost five foot you know beautiful girl but to hear what she was escaping from you know it's definitely you know Really hard to hear, but of course, you wanted to tell somebody. Of course,
0: you gotta tell somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's really important. Like, I'm glad you actually said that. Um, because when I was younger, I used to live in an apartment complex and then had a bunch of like Bosnian refugees, um, again, like during this whole crisis that was going on then again we had like Somali refugees and we also had a couple like native families that were in the apartment complex as well and so I was again forced to have like a multicultural uh peer group like and so that was really beneficial to me um so that I didn't fall into this easy trap of closed-minded racism you know what I mean like I was able to discuss these different types of things go to their houses see the kinds of things that they have on their walls you know see what types of food that they eat and the languages that they speak um so i think another thing we can do is making a conscious effort to adjust your behavior um that is absolutely mandatory if you are an adult and you are wanting to in any way shape or form fucking deal with people like you should make a conscious effort to adjust whatever behavior that is particularly toxic um but if you're not doing anything toxic and you're just fucking holding it down but thank you bless you we out here um another thing that we can do is educate others. And I think that's another thing that you said. You know, you're getting more interested in the history and, you know, finding out different ways that, you know, we can address these types of things. You know, like different languages, different foods, different songs, history, all these different places that people have fucking been. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's important that we educate others on what has been so that we can, you know, truly be grateful for where we are today. Um, And so... I yo you you got anything else? It's very great to
1: be so diverse here, and I've always appreciated people. Um, you know how we're, we're talking about we're talking about trauma, and trauma in this particular section is history. Mm-hmm. You know, it's written in the history books. It actually happened. Right, even though it might not be the full truth, because mm-hmm. there's definitely some or some parts left out, you know, but we, we all know who we're given the, the victor's truth, you know, because, you know, if two men fight and one's killed, then well, obviously we're going to get one side of the story, of course. You know? and it's very, very, it's, it's very hard to let go of, well, you know, what could have been. But at the same time, I am very happy on where um, where I am today and my family is today. And um, I want to have the friends I want to have today. So I guess I can really let go of all that, that anger. Mm-hmm. But it, I guess it's very important, I, very important to um, learn about. And in school, you know, we were taught about the pilgrims and Thanksgiving, you know, it's coming up. And yeah. We were all taught that it was It was a joyous occasion mm. You know like it was, It's an American holiday um, However We weren't exactly Taught what happened A month after Thanksgiving And yep. it was nothing but killing And um, Actually just a lot of killing yep. And particularly My people And um, you know that's just very confusing for a native guy in my in my class. I think I was the only native guy, so mm-hmm. yeah. People, I, my when they're talking about natives and pilgrims, of course everyone's looking yeah, at me. Turn around and look
0: at your wife. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> I was there and I had a, something to do with it, or I have a buddy or a family member who can tell us all about it. No, it's not exactly like that, you know. Right, right. Um in fact any native um subject that brought up in school people would look at me and like if if I was there and i don't know like in today's schools uh, i i've um they're definitely up to date like changing there's some things that are changing and they're mm-hmm. telling even though it's not exactly a school subject you want to talk about um genocide um <clears throat> extinction of a race known today you know that's yeah it's very hard to talk about i'll admit maybe something i would even encourage for um in high school to be taught you know something where people can actually understand you know Mm -hmm. that's something i do believe but it still should be taught because i thought i was taught it was all happy-go-lucky i should be thanking white people for what i have today you know
0: yeah the fucking plight of the black person as well you should be grateful you you just make your money and you shut up there daquan (laughs) you stop talking um but yeah and so it's it's really important that we discuss these types of things um because again there's so many people who are not willing to or just don't know how to have these types of discussions you know and so man it's it's good to have you on the episode bro I'm, i'm truly grateful, like seriously, like ultra special fucking episode, dude, like I'm super happy about it um, so if you or anyone you know are struggling with issues relating to historical trauma, generational trauma, please seek help, please reach out, please be there for one another this world is wild, this world is crazy but we're fucking out here, bro, and we're trying and I think that's, I think that should mean something got anything else?
1: Uh, I just wanted to say the last bit um, thank you for having me on it's been Definitely an experience, and to all my native people, um, definitely stick together. Native communities—it's definitely, definitely hard, but we we should be just as diverse, and we should stay strong. And for the, the missing indigenous women that subject needs to be brought on so much more it's definitely low key but it's still um, in our internet pages today it's just not not enough i don't think it's being talked about enough definitely not cuz if my sister went I'd, I'd have if she went missing i'd have to go
0: taken on somebody you know <laughs> i go the fucking links of course so all the all of our missing native women yo please bring them back home safe and if we're unable to do that, let's find out where the fuck they are. You know what I mean? Like, yes. let's find out what's going on here. Um, you thanks for you guys. For, thank you guys for listening. I'm a fucking see you all next week. Bye. Don't come for me. No, but this is actually fun. It's informative because I've already learned a couple of things that I didn't
1: know or things that I hadn't thought about.